0: Welcome to i4o. Whoa! It's another i4o explains. How's it going, guys? I'm uh, I'm joined today by two of my favorite people, Jeff and Ryan. Hello. What's up, Matt? <laughs> hey. hey.
1: <laughs>
0: we have an exciting an exciting i4o explains. Um, a lot of people have been kind of like asking, and I've seen this problem. I'm sure you guys have seen it too in your various workplaces, just like, what is a VPN? Like all the, the information around um, how it's used and what it is because I, I feel like most people when it comes to VPNs only really understand it as a means to access their office remote if their job does support a remote connection or you, allows you to work from home or from another location. Um, and people have probably heard VPNs throughout the news being in reference to various hacks or um, being used for illicit activity. So there's a lot of kind of a there's a lot of gray areas around what a VPN is and what a VPN does, and um, potential good and legal uses for VPN, as well as some potentially malicious uses. So if you haven't already gathered, this episode is about VPNs and virtual and the Information around them. I almost tripped over my words, there, but <laughs> uh, just to to start off with a very basic definition of it, a VPN is a virtual private network. It enables um, computers on the same network to communicate in an encrypted um, in an encrypted way, so that way all data being transferred to and from both the endpoints um, is secure and as we mentioned, a lot of companies actually use VPNs in order to uh, to guarantee secure, um, like I said, secure communications through all of their employees. Looking at you, Sony, circa 2015, <laughs> that's how that hack got out with um, their, their through their emails. But um, just to start off, just some basic information on the history of VPNs. Um, I don't know if you wanted to go into this, Jeff, or if not, I can lead off on it, but... I um,
2: uh, want you to take off. Go ahead. Okay,
0: I will take off. Um, so VPNs, uh, as I had hinted in the beginning, started in in like the business scope of things, and uh, it was a way for like defense contractors and companies like that to send encrypted information to and from uh, their networks, started by actually DARPA, as well as basically everything that we now call the Internet. So... Uh, that's a, for anybody who's not familiar with DARPA, it's a, um, it, it was just a massive, I don't know the exact acronym for DARPA, I'm sure I could look that up quickly, but um, it's just a military uh, contractor who does research for things like um, encryption, the internet, uh, they were
2: huge in like the 60s and 70s and um, aren't they still around? I think they are. Yeah, um, they yeah. actually just marked their 60th anniversary, and uh, it okay. stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Okay. Yeah, it goes to show how much I know about DARPA. <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, they uh, IPsec is one of the areas that they were investing in, and it was created work at the Naval Research Library under a grant from DARPA um, called the Encapsulating Security Protocol. So Um, it was a major breakthrough for internet security and vpn technology so it provided authenticity integrity and confidentiality protection for data packets which is just basically just anything that could be being sent between one and two endpoints and um, after that as the internet kind of became popular people in countries that had more of a overreach into what people can do and what people can't do on the internet kind of led to the advocacy of the personal VPN through VPN services. So um, I'm sure you've seen apps in the app store and um, services online that offer um, VPN services where you can pay a monthly or annual subscription fee and you will have access to an encrypted network. So um, they're not all bad. Uh, I've seen a lot of bad they it gets a bad rap vpns and i'm sure you guys have heard people say like though anybody who uses a vpn has something to hide or anybody who uses a vpn is doing something illegal with their activity and like it's like while that can be true it's kind of a a dangerous blanket statement to make yeah and
2: it's it's definitely not true that everyone using one is using it for bad reasons uh Mm -hmm. it has you know very um obvious benefits like protecting your privacy and encrypting your data uh protecting yeah. you against uh malicious hackers and uh like peer-to-peer downloads are much safer when you use one
1: yeah, yeah I, think, I think the privacy should be stressed like say you're you're searching for flights that are cheaper you know how sometimes cookies can make it so flights will be more expensive depending on your search history right <laughs> yep. yeah so you can you can use vpns and actually protect yourself from that and you know find cheaper flights find all sorts of things that, uh, bypass the ad cookies. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can do that to, to kind of hide where you're coming from or to hide some, any kind of personally identifiable information about say your IP address or where you're connecting from. But another benefit of a VPN would say just even just using your computer, whether you're, when you're connected to a public Wi-Fi network. Mm -hmm. So for example, you're in a Starbucks and you want to get some work done, or you're just, Browsing the internet, the safest way to do that would be connected through a VPN when you're in that type of an environment, because you never know what's going on and who's listening in those public networks. And for all you know, it's it's actually fairly trivial to remotely install like a keylogger on somebody's computer mm-hmm. over a public network and just kind of monitor them while they're there. So um, VPNs they have their place in consumer markets, and um, I use one almost every day for. Just security reasons in general, as well as um, privacy reasons, like you guys were saying. Like there's, You don't necessarily have to connect to a VPN that's located in a different country. There are VPNs that exist solely for encryption. So there's some that run under the uh, AES 256-bit uh, protocol for encryption, which is one of the more secure ones. Um, there's SHA ones and uh, various different levels of security, depending on what you're doing um and the those types of services um i think are something that people should be focusing on whenever they're looking into vpns and sure you can use it for say torrenting or um, downloading files that your isp may not want you to see but that's not the point of this discussion the point of this discussion is um how a vpn can benefit you in your everyday so um and like we said it does kind of tie back into business so if you are working in a public place just because you can access your company's information without a VPN does not necessarily mean that you should not be using a VPN right because 9 times out of 10 you're going to have company confidential things in your emails mm-hmm. and without a VPN those are just public so
2: yeah and um kind of to touch on Maybe a little bit of how it works and why companies use them, maybe ways that they use them. Uh, a lot of companies or organizations will have a network of internal servers for their infrastructure, which hosts the services that you use, like maybe your email or accessing internal company data. Um, so what a VPN would do was they usually have a server that would host that VPN, You have to connect using a username or password or other form of credentials, and it creates that encrypted and protected tunnel from your computer to that server network so that everything that you're doing can't really be read or accessed by anyone who might want to do so maliciously. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and um, just like the the various services that enable VPNs, uh, you can go anything from... Like business grade VPNs all the way down to consumer grade, and that's just not necessarily a difference in service. It's just the amount of various types of connections that you can have, and the layers of security that you can have. And some of them offer proxy services as well as VPNs. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with a proxy service, a proxy service is basically um, it is a application specific VPN. So while your computer itself may not be connected to a, a private network you can say for example run google chrome or another application through a proxy which connects just that application on your computer to the to the vpn so that way if for example you only need a specific service to run on a vpn you can if it allows it, you can configure it to run through a proxy um, and that's just an important thing to note because I'm sure people have heard proxy and VPN um, danced around kind of in the same light. And they're similar. It's just that a VPN is all-encompassing, whereas a proxy is an individual application. Um, but a lot of people, to get into some of the privacy things, a lot of people use this now, especially since we've had multiple podcasts focusing on uh, net neutrality. And all the information around that, and um, what like basically what AgitPi Pie says that um, ISPs are going to be able to allow our internet to have, um, and this is a good way to circumvent that um, for the moment. Like if you are, example, getting um, throttled, and there's been numerous examples of this where Netflix has been throttled in the past before, where um, users have. When connected to just their ISP, uh, they realize they're only getting so many megabits per second download on Netflix. But when you switch over to a VPN, the speed is much faster because the ISP can't see the encrypted traffic leaving your computer. All it's seeing is a bunch of encrypted garbage coming out of your internet connection as opposed to, hey, this person is pinging Netflix for a connection. Let's throttle them in favor of, say, TV, for example. ATT, I'm looking at you. <laughs> but <laughs> um, that, and um, it enables you to not only, a lot of people actually do this. They'll run Chrome, example, through a proxy. So that way, um, the ISPs and various web services that they connect to can't collect accurate location information from them. So that way, I'm sure you guys have seen, like, creepy ads for like local services and it's because those isps are selling your location information that they're gathering from your internet connection so that's another thing that people do they want to hide their location because they don't want it being sold to the highest bidder and who can blame them in today's internet honestly with facebook collecting basically everything there is to know about you so yep um but yeah it's it's um it's a good thing to use and um, I use them for numerous services like I've got some of like, for example, the um, the download client that I have, uh, the one that I mentioned on this past week's um, I for o episode where I'm hosting that password thing. Um, I've used that and there's certain podcasts and things like that who have offered their downloads through um, through VPN services and through Torrent clients and connecting them to. Proxies is a good idea. Um, just having encrypted downloads is always a good idea, in my opinion. Whether whenever you can do it, because you may not always know what you're getting, and you may not always know who's watching. So, because people trigger that, they they hook up ad services to the download buttons, and they're like, "Hey, you've, you're a user of this service. Why don't you go check this out?" or stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of a a moral gray area in how much is collected about people, and VPNs are. A good open source and safe solution to those problems so but there's there's a couple of caveats to VPNs that I wanted to bring up Um, some of them will log what you do so if you sign up for a VPN service and for example that somebody else using that VPN service was downloading illegal content or was accessing information that were that was that needed to be collected by say a government figure from their country or something due to an investigation they may be able to just turn over the entire log of that vpn and what you were doing on that service to that government body and we talked about this um a couple of weeks ago on the on the main show of that facebook vpn service called Onavo, um that's owned by facebook so facebook knows exactly what you're doing even if technically you think that you're on a private encrypted vpn sure it's encrypted but facebook has the private key so they're going to be able to read into everything that you're doing and i don't know how many people want facebook knowing all the stuff they do so (laughs) not not necessarily a good look but definitely not. (laughs) Uh, You got to, it's it's a matter of reading up on what that VPN provider is offering you and deciding if the price is worth it because I'm not even going to consider free VPN services because they're dangerous and you don't know what exactly you are paying for. (laughs) Because like there's some, there's some free ones, but they're not trustworthy at all. Some of them connect to like some of them are run by ISPs themselves. Some of them are run by uh, foreign actors and government bodies, um, or even people who just sell all the information to a data collection company who sells it to advertisers. So that might I defeat mean,
2: the purpose of why you downloaded it in the first place. Yeah, directly. it could be. Yeah, yeah.
0: if you want if you want more accurate ad details about yourself, then go for it.
2: The <laughs> so moral of the story is: do your homework on what VPN uh, you're downloading and using.
0: Yeah. If you want it for privacy or security reasons, uh, it may be a better idea to invest in a VPN service that for, that does not log anything or at the very least um, logs it at the port level and not at the IP level. So for example, um, it would open up several tunnels that multiple IP addresses can connect to and serves as that VPN. And um that tunnel will be logged, but none of the IP addresses that are connected to that service will have any information collected. So, if someone in the same tunnel as you is downloading something illicitly, then they just shut the tunnel down instead of taking out the individual who was doing it. Um, so that way, because they they don't know what you're doing and they don't care what you're doing, they're there for privacy and that's their product. They're selling you privacy and security. So. And one of them, there's a couple that are actually really good for this. Um, One of the VPN services, and you've probably seen this on various uh, ad sites and revenues. There's one called TunnelBear. They're known for having a very well-secured client on multiple different platforms, as well as um, one that myself and Ryan use, Private Internet Access. That's a fantastic service that offers um, privacy and security. And I, I think every time I'm out and I'm connected to something publicly, I will turn, on, turn that on through my Android application, connect to a private network. Um, another good one is TorGuard. I use them for a little bit. Um, that is a good service as well. Um, all of them offering competitive monthly fees. I think tunnel bears being the most aggressive, out of the three. But um, it really is something that people should research if they want. Um, if they want to purchase a VPN, um, there are some countries uh, that I should I should mention this. There are some countries that ban third-party VPNs and only offer a first-party government VPN service. Um, I think China has that as well um but um it is aside from that it is perfectly legal to use anybody who tells you a vpn is illegal has an agenda yep <laughs> so i think they're perfectly legal um but uh is you simply using a vpn service is illegal basically nowhere um except for maybe countries such as china and iran who have their own laws around vpn services Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I encourage anybody to research VPNs, research the cost of VPNs, um, and look into, um, information about the type of speeds you could expect when connecting to VPNs, simply because when you do, you will suffer a slight, uh, downgrade in download speeds, but it's a trade-off that you have to make for privacy and security because it is... Taking that extra time to encrypt your traffic and send it through a virtual server.
1: Yeah.
2: um, I've heard VPNs described as like the firewall of your internet traffic. And it's a pretty accurate description, I would say, because, Mm -hmm. you know, like a a firewall on your home computer may affect things like your download speeds or your system performance based on what's being scanned at the time. Uh, VPNs, similar in that, you know, when you're routing your traffic through a remote server um, and encrypting that data, it's going to affect your speed a little bit. But with the pro of having, uh, improved security. Uh, it's mm-hmm. definitely worth it. Yeah. And on the same note, uh, we were, and I
0: was talking about, since you do offer, uh, since the VPNs will offer limited connection speeds, there are some additional features that can be offered from VPN services that are important to note. Um, one that is a, a big feature is one thing that's known as a kill switch. So, for example, let's say you're connected in a Starbucks to um, and you're trying to just kind of keep your internet connection secure and safe and you're on a spotty network and your VPN may drop in and out as your internet connection loses the ability to communicate with that VPN provider, what a kill switch will do is it will actually shut your internet connection off the second it loses connection to that VPN service, which would prevent DNS leakages um, and prevent any packets from being sent in an unsecured network. So um, that's something that I think is uh, an um, it's an invaluable tool, and um, it's something that many people overlook when they consider their VPN services. And um, there is one. Um, it's a it's a open VPN, which is a free VPN service where you can run your own VPN server. Um, it's called Viscosity, um, which supports per app kill switches. Which is, if you have, um, if a certain application um, can only access the internet, you can control a kill switch to just that application, which is nice. But um, yeah, VPNs are great. They're they're something that I think anybody could get a benefit from, and especially with net neutrality ending um, April 23rd, if everything goes according to AgitPi's plan, then it may be a good idea to look into a VPN service and consider possible ways of encrypting your traffic so that way um, your ISP um, loses the ability to throttle your services once that happens.
1: So something that's good to know. Sorry, Matt. I I just wanted to touch on because when you lose speed, you lose a little bit of bandwidth when you're using these is I mean these uh, VPNs. I got to say the ones that we use, at least with my experience with uh, private internet access, it's little to none. Yep. But what there is was what I noticed was the upload speed. Which for me, I want to protect all the data that's coming in, all the download stuff. I I didn't. I have no need to protect my um, my uplink, my uploads. So I actually created a tunnel to actually have the isp speed for uploads um while only protecting encrypting my downloads my incoming traffic so all my outcoming traffic was full speed it's not protected when you tunnel out it's not going to have that encryption mm-hmm. but you'll have you'll have your your native um isp ip address and you'll have full speed so if you have nothing to hide you know and you want to put out like a like a media server or something like that it, you can uh, reach it at full speed and still have it protected on the other end
0: right yeah it's it's good to know and also um VPNs don't have to even be through third-party providers either. So for anybody who may have a home computer that's always on or may have a server in their house that they may need to connect to, or even people who are just experimenting with a home network. So um, a way of having secure file transfers and storage across a network to a local drive or a, a network-attached storage like a NAS Um It's a good idea to maybe consider running an open VPN server on that network, which would allow you to connect from anywhere to your home network. And I actually know a lot of people who do that, who will, um, whenever they're out, they'll connect their phone's internet connection to their home uh, network through a VPN. And basically, it makes your phone appear as if it's coming from your house. And it's all encrypted, which is valuable. So you're still getting your home connection. You can connect to all of your services. You can pull files from your uh, NAS storage. Um, You can access any of the websites that may be running locally on that network. And all at the same time, your connection is encrypted publicly. So it's something that is valuable if you're out and about and you want to have connection to your house. So I actually use that to maintain my home server that I have. If I'm away and something goes wrong with it, I'm able to remote into it and correct any issues that are happening. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, But aside from that, I think we've covered all the major things for VPNs. Um, But basically, like what you were saying to kind of go back one more addition would be um, adding an exception for your VPN service to your firewall. Because like you said, it does act as a firewall. To your internet connection, but sometimes the firewall itself on your computer can mark that as a red flag and try to block it. So, mm-hmm. um, if it if it gives you a, a if it, your firewall starts screaming at you about your VPN, it's it's good to go if you're using a a safe, um, well vetted VPN service. Um, and also, one thing I feel like that I should note: um, none of the VPN services that we've mentioned are sponsoring this episode. Uh, This is all anecdotal and from personal opinion. So this is just from our experience. I just wanted to make that known to anybody who thinks, who may think that we may be hiding a sponsorship in here. So, (laughs) but, but yeah. um, If you're going to be using a VPN, um, it's a good idea to, uh, to check up on some sites, uh, there's someone, There's some sites that are called IPLeak.net, DoIleak.com. Um, a good way to make sure that nothing is going amiss in your your connection, and to make sure that you have a stable and good VPN service as well. Um, and be sure to consider any one of those VPN services. Um, I'll include links in the show notes to their respective websites, so you can check them out for yourself and review pricing if this interests you in any way. Um, But yeah. um, Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up about VPNs, I think that brings us to the end of the episode.
2: I am all set, Matt. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We covered a lot, so it's good. Um, But yeah, um, just to wrap up the show, if you like what you hear, um, we try to do these ifro explains episodes as often as we can but we try to only do it when there is a pressing topic that all of us concede on is something worth breaking down and elaborating on um and we're there's no schedule for these it's kind of an ad lib type deal but as for this show you can find this and the show that we do have a schedule for which is our main tech news podcast Uh, you can find this all in the same rss feed If you're listening to this from a friend and he he let you borrow his phone or she let you borrow her phone and they have the episode on here, you can grab the name of the show and download it on your own device and get your own weekly news digest. Um, And if you like what you hear uh, and you do end up listening and subscribing, feel free to leave us a review on any one of our various social media platforms. You can reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at Industry4o, all spelled out. Um, and if you wanted to leave us a review, you can leave us a review on iTunes at Industry 4.0 or Stitcher at I4O, um, as well as Facebook. I think Facebook does reviews as well. So, um, and if you do leave us a review, uh, I'll give you a shout out on the show, whether it's on this or on our weekly tech show. So, um, a little bit of a, a little bit of publicity for you. And if you have anything you want me to say, anything that you want me to shout out, go for it. That's fine within uh, reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, even if it's to criticize us, like it, it helps us. We like reading the reviews. We like um, knowing what we're doing right, knowing what we're doing wrong, etc. So it it really does help us out. So please leave us a review if you'd like, and I I know it's a bit of beg, but I feel like it's it's worth it to make the show better for you guys. So
2: and to kind of go off of that, if we have some you know topics that we find interesting we know people want to hear about so if it's your first exposure i4o explains we do have i believe three other ones out there so we have one on net neutrality one on cryptocurrency and also one on the meltdown inspector vulnerabilities so hot topics in tech industry uh check them out mm-hmm. absolutely
0: yeah and uh also like i said feel free to check out our other show as well it's all on the same feed so if you have subscribed to this show you're going to get the other stuff as well um it's just a weekly news digest of uh the latest week in technology so but as for us this has been another episode of i4o explains and we'll see you guys around